She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have with me Ebony Nicole Smith, affectionately known as Coach Ebony. So let's just jump right in. Who is Ebony Nicole Smith? Ebony Nicole Smith is a fearless living writing coach. Hello. Yes. (laughs) No, but I am simply a writing coach and publishing engineer. My desire, my purpose here, I believe one of my purposes here is to help God's people tell their story, tell their written testimony to the world as proof of what he is able to do. Because we all know that if he did it for one person, he can so do it for another. So that, that's my my desire. That's what I do is just help people tell their stories boldly, fearlessly, and effectively get it done. Yeah. So you mentioned effectively. Let's dig in a little bit into that. Yes. What exactly do you mean by effectively? Is there an ineffective way of telling a story? Yes, there is. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. There is. Sometimes... We can want to tell our story, but we don't know where to start. We don't know where to stop. And we don't know how to structure it. So as a writing coach, that's what I teach my clients. Like, look, I know you want to tell your whole story, but is how are we going to tell your whole story so people aren't confused? Especially when it comes to those who want to write uh, autobiographies. And they're starting from either their earliest childhood memory Maybe to, you know, someone in their family filled in some gaps for them, or maybe they want to start with the relationship with their parents. But how far do you want to go back? So let's discuss that. Then if you are talking about your present time, let's be mindful of flashbacks, because one thing you don't want to do is chapter one, you're having a discussion about what's happening this year. And the next chapter, everybody's completely lost because there was no transition between the fact that you're going backwards to discuss some things. So there are some ineffective ways to do it. Uh, Also, not knowing the point behind the book. Because if you don't know the point, you'll just dump everything into it. And it's like, I don't understand why this is here. I I, I tell them, listen, I've learned to have a thick skin because I'm also an author. So I had to learn to have a thick skin around my writing which also helps me to have, to be able to soften the truth with my clients. Not too brazen, but at the same time, I'm not about to just patty. No, why is this in here? What does this mean? I'm so confused. So (laughs) I ask these questions. I say these things and it gets them to open up and they trust me like, okay, coach, I see what you're talking about. Thank you. Okay, great. Now I'm on the same path. But yeah, there are some ways to be ineffective and ways to be effective. You know, and that's so interesting that you say that because I think that that has been one of my biggest challenges as to why it's taking me so long. 2018, (laughs) I believe. Yes. Let's talk about it. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) To finally get my book done because, you know, uh, to be honest, like my book starts when, you know, Back in, you know, early 1973, a great man and a great woman got together and created me. Um, And, you know, I literally like go from there and things like that. And then I remember you did a little series on memoirs. Mm -hmm. 
to basically like pick a point in your life and go from there or pick, you know, like a specific topic, you know, that's been like something that continues to show up in your life and Mm -hmm. focus around that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking about memoirs, what are the other different types of, you know, genres that people generally come to you and write about? Yeah. Autobiographies, which is your entire life story. So let me just kind of differentiate between memoir and autobiography. Autobiography, you're telling your entire life story or someone else is telling your autobiography. And I always reference Malcolm X, and which was written by uh, Alex Haley. So it's the autobiography of Malcolm X. Malcolm X didn't write it. Someone else did by researching, sharing his story. But then you have unauthorized autobiographies. That's me writing your life story without your approval. Uh, And then you have your memoirs. Memoirs are taking bits and pieces of your life through either you can go in chronological order, not taking everything, but bits and pieces in chronological order and sharing your life's journey or just taking some key points in your life that has helped you, that has taught you, shaped you, molded you into the person you are today. And you want to use those things to tell someone uh, to help someone else. So you have memoirs, autobiographies, people come to me for poetry books, uh, also journals, uh, journals, planners, and workbooks. And all three of those are, are different as well. So yeah, this it's whatever, pretty much whatever you want. Children's books as well. But memoirs and autobiographies are my babies. Those are my 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 favorite children. Yeah. The other books are, I love them too. <laughs> But those the memory autobiographies are my babies. Do you talk to the clients in regards to like if they have an idea? I'm like, oh, I really want to write this type of book. Mm-hmm. And in your conversation with them, you work with them. Are you more, you know, like, well, it sounds more that your book should be something more like this. Like if they want to come and say they want a memoir, but it should be an autobiography or vice versa. Well, yes. Yes, I'll say yes and no. Because my, my goal isn't to have you change your mind about what you want to do. My goal is to make you understand more about what it is you want to do. Because sometimes I'll have clients come to me and they tell me they want to do an autobiography, but as we discuss it and get into it, it turns out it's a memoir. So I'm like, well, based on what you said, this is a memoir. Or I explain to them the difference between an autobiography and a memoir, and they lean more towards one or the other. So it's just about explaining and helping them to understand what it is they want to do because if they don't have a clear understanding, they just might think I want to write a memoir, but it's actually an autobiography or vice versa. So it's just about clearing up, you know, getting our understanding, gaining that clarity, and then we can effectively move forward. So this is an interesting, you know, field. What led you to, you know, go down this path? This is always my favorite question. <laughs> I can't, I would never not be okay <laughs> answering this question. Well, let me, where shall I begin? In 2020, like, no. Well, I'll just say this. In two, 2010, I was in a situationship. And from this man, I wanted in a, a full-blown relationship that led mm-hmm. to marriage and children. But that's not what he wanted. And so one night we had a big blow up, which I started. I I know what I did. Mm -hmm. I started that fight and I was angry and I left. And so as I drove home, the thoughts of 
my two kids, my first book, which is Eve's Confession, I thought about Eve and her husband, Shamar, and her coming home from work, frustrated, tired. All she wanted to do was just have a relaxing evening with her husband and then what transpires thereafter. But that's not what happened. But so the more I wanted to follow Eve's and Shamar's story, the less time I had for him. The less time I had for him, the more prominent my, my book became. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I can write a whole book. I did, I did this. Okay. So then that was 2010. In 2012, I learned how to write or how to publish, which is a long process. But now being in this business since 2012, when I first published, I, I know how to do it in, in a short amount of time. When I... What led to me becoming a writing coach and publishing engineer was my bishop, Roger L. Hennings, asking me to help him with his book. Hmm. And I was like, me? me? You were <laughs> little old me. Not little me, but little old me. <laughs> You want me to help you? He was like, yeah. So we talked and he already had a publisher. So all he needed hmm. me to do was transcribe uh, four CDs for him which was taking out the content specifically for the book. Mm-hmm. When you hear preachers preach, they often go off to the left and describe something that isn't really, it's like a, 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 a footnote to their sermon. Well, I had to sift through all the footnotes, take those out. And we'll need that mm-hmm. unless some of them, if they did right. fit, but for the most part, take those out, just get to the meat of the sermon and then I presented that to him. It had taken me four months to do it. But at the end, I'm like, I can help people. I can I can help people tell their story. I can help them share God's word, share the lessons that they learned and how to grow in God, how to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Let me look into this. So I reached out mm-hmm. to my very first business coach, uh, Cheryl uh, it was Holland, but it's Cheryl Grant now. I love her. She's a brilliant woman. She took she away is. all my fears, all the fears I had about starting a business. She was yeah. like, you got to, I want to do two different things. She was like, well, let's do the one that's going to make you some money. Right. Oh, ain't no more. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how I started. It was doing it for myself, mm-hmm. believing that I can, learning what I could learn, my bishop trusting me with his project mm-hmm. and me realizing I can help others do the same. And so here I am. That's beautiful. So do you, like if somebody came to you, you know, with help on writing the book, do they have to publish with you or can they take their book and publish it someplace else? You can go elsewhere and publish. Absolutely. By all means, because I'm a writing coach and publishing engineer. So I'm both. And whatever one you need is what you will get. If you want the writing coach, you get the writing coach only. I've had one um, potential client. I'm still waiting for her. Well, we just not still waiting, but I talked to her last night and she was like, well, I'm not ready to go publish and all that other stuff, but I want to get it done because mm-hmm. it's been on her mind for a while. So I'm like, well, let's, let's do that. So now she's, you know, I told her to take a couple of days, to think about it. And she'll let me know. She wants me to coach her through that process. And then when she's ready to work with me as her coach or as the publishing engineer, then I'll do that. So it, it's whatever my client wants. If you already have a, a publishing company you you or you have a publishing company or you're already signed to one, but you just need mm-hmm. someone that's going to be accountable, yeah. that you can be accountable to, someone that's going to push you, pull you and say, listen, 
Here are the obtainable deadlines and goals. Let's work because I'm, I'm an annoyance, but we get it done in a good way. <laughs> like, I'm an annoyance in a good way. Like, listen, hey, if you tell like today's what Thursday. So if we talk and you say, well, coach, I'll have my chapter by next Thursday. That's what I'm expecting. Mm. Because what we're not going to do is make this last another 17 years. Yeah. No, no, no. We have 17 weeks. That's the deadline. And that's what, that's what we do. What would you tell the individual that may feel that they want to write a book, but it's a saturated market? It seems like everyone nowadays is writing a book. What would you tell that person? There is no such thing as a saturated market with over seven, is it close to 7 billion or 7 billion people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, there's no such thing as a saturated market because everybody has an ideal reader. So I would say in every city across this nation, there is the car lot lane or a road. Like here in Rochester, it's uh, West Henry Road. You got so many car lots. BMW, which is my favorite. You got a BMW, <laughs> Lexus, you got a Honda dealership, all these dealerships on that road. Do you think Honda care what BMW is doing up the road? Mm. You think BMW care what Honda is doing? They got two different vehicles, two different audiences, two very different price points. So who, when you realize, figure out who your target audience is, you don't worry about those who are not. And so as a clients and I talk about, even in my intake, when I have a consultation, I ask, who is this book for? If you can, hmm. off the top of your head, who will most benefit from your book? And you cannot say, Everyone. Everyone, because every so you already listen. We had this conversation. We've had this conversation. You cannot tell me, oh, everyone can read it. No, because I am someone, and I may not be your ideal reader. Like I have a friend, Katrina K Katrina Thompson. She writes, uh, like a sci-fi fiction. Uh -huh. But I actually like one of her books. Uh -huh. It was on the Starfire series. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty good, but that's, I'm not her ideal client, her right. ideal reader rather. Reader. But, mm -hmm. So she knows who her, who her readers are. So she go after them, but I wouldn't go after those because they're not the people that like my urban fiction, uh, you know, genre. Mm -hmm. So you got to know who your target audience is. Everyone is not it. Think BMW and Honda. Mm -hmm. And they have two totally different audiences. And you just go to where you get, where you just pull and talk to your people. I love that analogy. That's mm -hmm. really great. So they're ready to write the book, but they're afraid. They're mm -hmm. scared of the writing process. They're scared of putting their story out there. They're scared of what Tom, Sally, and Sue might think about it. What are your thoughts? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what everybody's going to think. What matters is what you think. Mm -hmm. And whatever you think, you're going to speak it. And so as long as you say, I can do this. I can do this. Even when you're holding your pen, you're like, yeah. <sighs> or you're talking about the type and your fingers yeah. kind of cram up mm -hmm. and they're like, I'm going to do it. Tell yourself as much as you can. My story matters. My words matter. I can do it. My story matters. My words matters. I can do it. And because, and because you believe it, you'll do it. Here's the thing. When you share what it is you want to do with everyone, you have to know that everyone isn't going to support everything. 
There are people who really wish they would have done what you want to do. Yeah. So So what are they going to do? They're going to be negative Nathans and Debbie Downers, but we don't worry about them. We kick them to the curb. And likewise, they can't hate on what they don't have in their hand. How can someone, how can you worry about something that they don't even have in their, uh, access to? It's like me being, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to pay for the oil change for a BMW. I heard it's like 180. I don't even have a BMW. <laughs> So <laughs> why would I be worried about yeah. the oil change? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I have a Honda Accord. That's why I said Honda and BMW because I have a Honda now and I want a BMW later. I go to Honda. It's $45, $45 mm-hmm. $55 for an oil change. Whereas the BMW is like $180. When I can afford it, I won't worry about it. Right. Because I'm at that level to afford it. So, and I say this because we can let the thoughts of what other people will think talk us or think us right out of it. Mm. Don't do that. As your as your coach, for real, I will tell you this. Stop thinking about what everybody else will, may think or everybody's opinion and just worry about what you think and what you will think and about your own opinion because that's all seriously that matters. Yeah. When you're telling your story, One thing I tell people is to be mindful of what you share. There's a thin line between being transparent and being private. Mm -hmm. I walk it very well because it depends on who you are. So let's say you are some elected official. You want to write your memoir. Obama, for example, his book, I I have it. Okay, it's it's downstairs on the shelf. It's a thick book. Mm-hmm. But Obama didn't tell all of the, I'm halfway through it. No, no, I had like a quarter, I started like a quarter, I'm probably like, yeah, not even halfway. But it's just a real big book. So he's not telling all the intimate details about how him and uh, Michelle got in an argument in the car and they had to get out smiling. <laughs> right. Like he's, or Michelle, and even in her memoir, or in her, Michelle has a memoir or an autobiography, mm-hmm. Obama has a memoir. But Michelle wasn't, well, you know what? <laughs> when that night we was going to the play and I was I was ready to do a, a, a Tina Turner and Ike, um, Obama. No, <laughs> you, you have to be private. You know, everybody don't have to know everything. So I say this, if you're not ready for the questions, concerns, and comments about what yeah. you share, then don't put it in there. Yeah. That, that's just it. Don't worry about what everybody got to say. And just be mindful. Just make sure you're open to the questions, comments, and concerns that will be expressed when you do share it. Do you think it's important for people to have a specific why they want to write a book or they just want to write a book because they want to write a book? I think you should have a why. And that's actually one of the things you remember. You must remember this intake call we had, (laughs) this consultation we had, because your why (laughs) in anything in life is truly important. And I explain to my clients when we get into our, our co- co- uh, coaching sessions, I ask them about, I just ask them on our on our uh, consultation calls, just a general why you want to do it. Like, okay, then, then why? And what else? And what else are you looking for? But when they become my client, we dig deep to that why. We look at the internal and external factors as to why you want to do it. And I'll share what you are here so you can develop your why behind your, your, behind your book. So the first is internal. What are you looking to gain from releasing this book? 
It could be building my legacy. It could be, um, you know, just something I've always wanted to do to prove to myself that I, I can can accomplish something, whatever it is, to, to prove that I'm no longer a victim, but I'm a victor. I'm no longer conquered, but I'm, I'm a conqueror because I'm able to share my story. Whatever your internal benefit is, hold on to that why. Externally, why do you want to do this? You know what? Because I want to show my grandkids or I want to show my kids, my grandkids, that they can do anything they, they put their mind to, even writing a book. You know what? I believe I want to write my book. Like if you're a man, I want to write my book to teach other young boys. Like, look, the life of being in the streets is not it because you can take this path and this is where you can end up. And then you got to start all over. But society's not forgiving for all situations. And if you're a woman, you're like, you know what? I want to teach these young girls. Look, sis, if you're 16 and he 22, you are not mature as you think. That man is not right. You stay away from that. And this is how you, you know, whatever, whatever. That's your external reason. That's your external benefit for writing your book. And so when you hold on to your internal why and your external why, those should be, should be your driving, your, the, your, the fuel to what drives you to complete your book. I love that. I love that. What, what, what about the individual? I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a pastor, I'm this, I'm that. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I really want to get this done, but I don't have time. What's your advice to those? You should prioritize this. You got to, if everything in your life has a priority, this should be like your top five. If you truly want to get it done. If you notice like throughout your day, you are spending time on social media. Oh, you know what? I can write my book. Uh-huh. And if you're my client and I see you, you getting that book done? She really does. You see this face? Where that book? You oh, you on social media kicking it up, liking, commenting, stuff, sharing, watching videos, and even sending me a video to watch. You working on the book instead? What you doing? Like, <laughs> so you gotta prioritize it, make it something that you want to do. And I will tell you this, even, and it just dawned on me today, I'm in my office now and I was working on a project and I'm like, my two, my, my two oldest nieces called me or one text me, the other one called me and I couldn't do what they wanted me to do because I was focused on this. And I'm going to tell you, my one niece that my second oldest niece called me, she's like, can you come take me here? Cause she's getting her hair done this weekend. And I told her, I will take you to get the, she's getting braids. And I told mm -hmm. her I would take her to get the braids, but I'm like, or the, the hair for the braids. I'm like, TT can't do it. I'm so sorry. Cause I didn't put it on my calendar. And unfortunately, if it doesn't make it to my calendar, I will not remember. And so I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put it on my calendar tomorrow. So I told her as soon as she got out of school, just give me a call. And I put it on my calendar from five to six. So I'm gonna take her to get the hair and then I'm gonna take her to get something to eat just to make up for today. But I said it because when she said, Okay. Okay, Titi, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> like, because she was so sad. So, yeah. and I say, I share that because as a single woman, no children, I, for the first time, I heard disappointment in my niece's <laughs> voice because I couldn't do what she asked me to do, what I told her I would do, 
because I got busy, busy doing something else. But when you prioritize your life, you don't have to worry about what well, you may have to worry about. But if you prioritize your writing, you prioritize those things that matter, that are important to you. You will schedule in your time a set hour just to write. If you do that, I recommend turning off everything that's a distraction. I've been, I've been, I have turned off my cell phone because I unconsciously will double tap the screen. I've done that, not even thinking, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't need the phone. I don't need to go on social media. I need to focus on what on this specific hour is dedicated to just this. And this is what I need to do. So I'll turn off my phone. If you have a family, look, hey, from six to seven, don't call me unless you're bleeding or the house is on fire. Other than that, leave me alone. You got to prioritize it. And once you get into doing that, you'll find that you're able to steal other time. You know, if you are, depending on how you travel to work, you may have your hands may be free. So like, you know, let me pull out my tablet or something and write whatever you will find time. You'll still still away time. Yeah. You know, something that has worked for me a few times that I've done is like I get a thought. And I'm like, oh, that would be great to put in, mm -hmm. you know, in the book. So I'll just get my voice memo. Yep. And I record it and then I just send it to myself via email and there it is right there. Just copy and paste. There you go. And that's the whole book. And so let's say um, if you are the voice record is perfect. Yeah. And it's also you like a lot of phones have um, the quick memos. Yeah. So if you want to do it in there, type it up mm -hmm. really quickly. If you're, you know, again, depending on how you're traveling or what you're doing, you can pull out your phone and just type it up real quick. Yeah. And there you go. So absolutely, you'll find a way to, to get it done. Awesome. So as we get ready to wrap up, what are three tips that you will give to the person that's on the fence? You know, they're not sure what they want to do. Just three tips in general in regards to writing, prioritizing, just getting their story out there. If you are on the fence, just jump, just make a jump either way. Either way, either you're going to do it or you're not. Because standing in the middle, you will talk yourself out of doing it or talk yourself into doing it. Just pick one and stay true to it. So, and I know that's easy to say, but it can be difficult. She was like, well, I, I kind of want to, but I don't know where to start. Start with your why. Why do you want to? If that why is strong enough, again, internal and external, if those whys are strong enough, then go ahead and walk that path of entrepreneur, of uh, authorship. Just take it. You don't know. You don't have to know how to, you know, how to get down the road. You just know at the end is a published book. But I need to start right here. And the start here, it starts here, and then everything else will move forward. So just pick a side. If you're on the fence of doing it, or fence of not doing it, pick one. When it comes to actually writing the book, again, <laughs> pick one. You know what? I've decided I'm going to write my book. Now, let me figure out how to do it. Let me reach out to Coach Ebony Nicole. Let me figure out how to do it through her. Or let me go online. Let me see what I can find in the vast world of writing because it's a lot of content. I am not your only publisher. I am not your only writing coach. There are millions. I'm not even playing. There's millions of us out here, okay? And you all over the world. And you can choose whom you like. I just say, you know, just talk with them. Get a feel for them. Understand who they are and what they offer and how they can help you. 
and make sure they align with with your, you know, make sure there's some alignment there, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Choose that path, learn what you need to learn and start writing. Just start with, I'm one, I'm writing this book because, and go from there. When it comes to, what was another, the other question? So pub, uh, writing, deciding. And just getting it done. Just getting it done. Yeah. Know that at the end of this road is a product that you can sell and make additional money from. Now, let me tell you, not everybody will make millions off their book. Right. However, you can build a sturdy platform from your book. You can take, I've, and I've had clients do this. Suzanne Joseph. We did her book and a workbook and they're go, they go together. You can do that. You can take the content of your book, create a workbook. You can take the content of your book, create a journal, take the content of your book, do a one-on-one coaching, create the content of your book, create a, a group course, a, a, do, a, a DIY course, uh, whatever. You can take your book and create multiple streams of income, multiple, build your platform. If like for me, my, my book is called The Memoir I'm Working On, and I'll say this. I'm working on my memoir. I never realized how difficult it was until I started doing my own. Mm. Because so many, I say it's difficult because you got to go look at yesteryear and talk mm. about it today. And some raw, those emotions just come up and you like, oh, oh wait a minute. And you got to mm. unpack these, these things, but still work your way through it. Mm. So for my book, it's called Heart Attacks Happen, a memoir on love and relationships. So I'm focused. That's all I'm writing about is the relationships that I've had throughout my life. But when I get to this point where I'm like, I don't want to, I got to pause. I'm going to pause and take a rest. Yet when it comes to continuing, I lost my train of thought. You're fine. I lost my train of thought right there. I lost the train. I lost my train of thought. So writing a book, <laughs> you're writing yours, I'm writing mine. And hopefully my goal is to release it next year. Um, I lost my train of thought just that quick. <laughs> so I'm just going to end it there. I've lost my train of thought. I do apologize. But in essence, get you, just realize at the end, you have a product. Okay. You have a product or service that can, that you can build upon. So here we go. Thank you, God. So for me, it's to help other women realize that the issues they have with relationships probably more than likely stem for something that happened years ago. So you got to unpack that and then realize who you are as a single woman is worthy of her own healing, worthy of being whole and complete for herself and not for a man. And that's it. So that will help me build. That's helping me build the platform I already have, but your book can help you build your platform. You can have products, services, adding on to, to just one start with your book. And last question. Mm -hmm. What is one fearless tip for 2022? Ooh, one fearless tip. No, mm, because you know, the, the, the saying, feel the fear and do it anyways. Yeah. I kind of dislike it because fear is, is an agent that keeps you from moving. So I would say, know your faith and do it. I like that. 
know your faith, know where your faith is, know who responds to your faith and just do it. And God is the only one who responds to your faith. I don't, I won't respond. If you got faith in me, uh, girl, <laughs> I'm, I'm a human. I will let you down, but he is not like man. He will not. So if we put our faith in him. Yeah. He is just to, to operate on that faith because your faith keeps you moving. It says faith without works is dead. Fear will not let you move. Imagine when you're afraid of something. Do you move towards it or away from it? Away. Exactly. But when you have faith, do you move away from it or towards it? Towards it. Exactly. So it's know your faith and do it anyways. Love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor as always, always, always. Thank you. All right, guys, in the words of Coach Ebony, your story matters, your words matter, get it done. And remember your internal why and your external why. Your internal is to build a legacy and your external is to be a role model. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month. You can leave a review on iTunes or you can head over to YouTube or my Fearless Living Coach page on Facebook if you are an Android user. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. See you next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.